Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicago and Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 151, season seven, first show of the new season. And today's date is July 26, 2022. And thank you for joining me today. I have an interesting show coming up. Uh, today's topics will be uh, the film series Thrillorama that aired on uh, Channel 5 in Chicago, WNBQ, later WMAQ. Also, I'll talk about CB radios, citizen band radios. Uh, I'll talk about my memories uh, from the 70s about the, this wonderful contraption. <laughs> and uh, and third, I will talk about my memories about uh, actor Paul Sorvino, who passed away yesterday. And uh, so now we go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Lifesavers Gum. <laughs> From the makers of Lifesavers. And here's a commercial from 1974. So sit back and relax. Thank you, everyone. Excuse me. Have you ever tasted Lifesaver Spearmint candy? Of course. Uh, taste this. Lifesaver Spearmint flavor in a gum. Yeah, but is it too much mint for a gum? Lifesaver Spearmint. Is it too much mint for a gum? Hey, cool. Try this, Bill. Lifesaver Spearmint. Is it too much mint for a gum? That is cool. But you left out the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool. Is it too much mint for a gum? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Lifesavers Gum. Uh, they don't make this anymore. I also remember the Lifesavers Lollipops. Remember that? And uh, also, um, there was like Lifesavers Holes. They're the holes of the candies. You, which, in fact, I saw this on WGN Morning News t today. Uh, they showed the discontinued candies and they showed the holes. Yeah, I've had those. Those are good. Uh, Lifesavers Gum. Came in uh, a few flavors. Uh, came in a few flavors, that is. Uh, there was spearmint, which the commercial mentioned. There was lemon, peppermint, and wild cherry. Wild cherry is my favorite flavor when it comes to lifesavers. They always, but you don't see that anymore. I don't know. Uh, I used to see them at 7 Eleven. I used to get, I love wild cherry, but now the five flavors, lifesavers, uh, they're different. Flavors, you know, fruit flavors. You know, they have pineapple, watermelon. Well, watermelon, I'm not crazy about, but uh, I remember there was cherry, uh, uh, lime, le lemon. Sometimes they had grape, and sometimes they, uh, you know, they had pineapple, which uh, I wasn't crazy about it when I was little, but now I love it. So I haven't had lifesavers in a long time, and uh, it's good. They also had the cream, lifesavers cream candies. I don't think they make that anymore. I haven't seen it. I think it came out in the 90s, 80s, 90s. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. So uh, that's a that's a blast from the past from Lifesaver's Gum. <laughs> okay. At the beginning of the program, I'm going to discuss these topics. Thrillorama, 
every time I say thriller, I sound like Daffy Duck. <laughs> it's like thrillerama. And it aired on Channel 5 in Chicago on WNVQ. Later turned into WMEQ. That I think that occurred in 1964, I believe. Uh, they changed the call letters. And also CB radios. And um, I will talk about my memories of Paul Servino. And I will talk about that first, about him. So he was, uh, he was a wonderful actor. Uh, he passed away yesterday uh, at the age of 83. And uh, so I'll give you a, a little background about him. So he was born Paul Anthony Servino on April 13th, 1939. He was, not, he was not just an actor. He was an opera singer. He was a businessman. He was a writer and a sculptor. Wow. He had many facets. <laughs> he, he was very versatile. So, and uh, he's best known for his, uh, gang, uh, the gangster film Goodfellas uh, as Paulie Cicero. Uh, I've said this before. Goodfellas, it's, it's a good movie, but it's, it's not a movie I would see it again. It's, uh, I'm not crazy about it. No. It's all right. But a lot of people love it. So, And uh, he's the second cast member to die from this movie. The other one was Ray Liotta not too long ago. He, also well, well, he was also well-known as, as uh, Sergeant Phil Serretta on the second season of Law and Order. And I think uh, I used to watch him on that show. And then he got killed off, I believe. And uh, from, according to sources, he didn't, he didn't like... Uh, he didn't like uh, playing the role. I don't know why. There must be a reason for that. And then uh, he did a lot of movies. And uh, he made guest appearances uh, on Moonlighting, with starring Bruce Willis. He played his dad. So uh, I remember that. And uh, he also appeared on the stage. And uh, he won. He was nominated for Tony Ward for Best Actor uh, for the 1972 play, That Championship Season. Excuse me. And then he started in the film version. So, and uh, he had three children. His daughter is famous, uh, Mira Servino. And uh, so Paul Servino was born in New York, actually Brooklyn. And then uh, he began his career. He did uh, some play supporting roles. And uh, it, he, por- he portrayed in a lot of movies. There's so many so many movies, you know, and so many television shows. And there was one TV show that I remembered, but a lot of people forgot. And uh, I saw this at, at my old house in Chicago. It was a sitcom called We'll Get By. And uh, that ran for 13 seasons. It premiered in 1975. And uh, let's see. And the, the cast includes Paul Servino. He played his wife. Oh, no, his husband, excuse me. Paul Savino played George Platt, the husband. Mitzi Hogue played the wife, Liz Platt. And uh, Paul Savino's character was George Platt, to get that cleared up. And one of the sons that the uh, one of the sons that played in the show was Willie Ames. So that was his earliest role you know, before he starred in It Is Enough. And I remember this show very well. And uh, didn't do very uh, didn't do very well. He was pretty good. I liked him. I liked him in that TV show. And uh, so, like I said before, he appeared in a lot of uh, television shows and a lot of movies. Oh, my God. The last movie he did uh, was called The Birthday Cake. 
and uh, that was uh, released last year, 2021. So, and uh, believe it or not, I found an old TV commercial on YouTube. He was in it in the early 70s. It was for like um, like hairspray for men. And he came in, he looked like a 1950s greaser kind of kid. And that was him. So that was funny. <laughs> so, uh, you know, God bless him. He was wonderful. And uh, a lot of people were very sad he passed away because he was one of a kind. Uh, my condolences to his children and his wife. You know, and uh, his movies and TV roles will live on forever. Okay. Next up, I'm going to talk about CB radios. Now, CB radios, I'm not going to go into uh, the real details of that, but uh, just very briefly about that. So CB radio stands for Citizens Band Radio, and it's a land mobile radio system. It's like a a ham radio, and you... uh, Kind of like that, and then they had s- several channels, and then you would speak to someone like that. And uh, the funny thing about it, you would have your handles, which means uh, it's like your nickname, you know. And it's kind of funny. And uh, one of the uh, let's say uh, the like the phrases you would say say breaker breaker or ten for good buddy. Remember that. And uh, it's kind of funny because you, and they did a lot of that on television shows and movies. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I like that. And uh, I would read some of the movies and uh, other um, phrases like that. And uh, so here we go. And uh, of course, uh, the, the most famous movie that the CB radio used was Convoy. And uh, that was recorded by C.W. McCall. And you know what? He just died recently. Yeah, he did. Uh, let me look him up. Uh, yeah, he um, he passed away on April 1st uh, of this year. He was 93 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. His real name was William Dale Fries or Fries <laughs> Jr. And uh, so he, that was his most famous song. I don't know about uh, other other singing, you know, but that movie um, came out in 1978. I remember the posters. I saw that in, I believe, at Fort City Cinema on the south side of Chicago. And it was a big poster. And it, the movie starred uh, Chris Christopherson and Nally McGraw and Ernest Berg, Borgnine. And uh, so there was uh, other things. Things like that. And uh, that came out, uh, let's see when it was released, about uh, June 28th, 1978. Oh, about uh, a couple days later, you know, like over 40 years ago. So, and uh, that was a big hit. It really was. Uh, I never seen the movie. Maybe I saw parts of it uh, on television. And then... uh, and then the, that was, the film was based on the novelty song of that. Very interesting. So, and uh, you could buy it on DVD, you know, then and it, it made a good, made uh, a lot of money. And uh, 
the soundtrack of the song, um, they, they play some songs which I used to hear on the radio all the time. And there was like, for example, there was Lucille by Kenny Rogers. There was uh, Don't Make Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue, Crystal Gale. Yeah, it's a famous song. Also, Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. <laughs> so they, that was part of the soundtrack. And they probably played that on the, on, during the movie, of course. That. Yeah, let's see what else. Uh, there was also the uh, another song called The White Knight. And that was uh, sang by Jay Hughley. He sang that. And let's see. And there were others like that. And... Uh, Another song that C.W. McCall sang, Round the World with a Rubber Duck. <laughs> I don't know that song very well, so we'll see. And uh, so that was that was funny. And then there was another movie called Breaker Breaker. And that starred Chuck Norris. And that came out in 1977. He wasn't really well known back then. That was later when he did the you know, the martial arts movies and all that. But uh, I remember the promos of that. Uh, it was a good, uh, it was a good hit, a uh, good movie. And it was, uh, it became a hit. Also, uh, th- the other famous movie was Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit, they came out in 1977. And uh, starred Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jackie Gleason. I have seen this movie at least 10 times. And I saw it like a, uh, Three or four times where when I went to Bogan High School in Chicago, in the late 70s, they used to have movie nights or movie days. And they showed this movie constantly. And I went to see it twice in there. It was free. And then we had it. It was held in the auditorium. Remember that. But I saw the movie in the theater at Fort City. And then I've seen it on television many times. And uh, the CP radio was used frequently. It was... Uh, Burt Reynolds was communicating with Jerry Reed in his truck. I remember that. And uh, let's see. And the other, the, the other funny thing was there was a TV, uh, couple of TV shows that use CB radio uh, constantly. One was called Moving On. And that was uh, debuted in 1974, ran for two seasons. That starred Claude Rakins. And I remember the show. And they were truckers. And they used CB radio con- to communicate with people. Also... In 1979, the Dukes of Hazards used that. In the beginning, they used CB radios. Yeah, that's like, that's funny. And uh, so here is the lingo and the words and the phrases. Uh, like, uh, here's, for example, like 10-4, good buddy. You know, they, they said that, and that means yes. <laughs> so you talk like a trucker most of the time, and it's funny. And uh, so he, they used this lingo. They really did. It was, it was funny. And uh, let's see what else. And uh, they said badass. Very cool. <laughs> uh, when they called a policeman, like a cop, they called him a bear. You know. And uh, the way station, you know, where you're a trucker, it's called the chicken coop. Isn't that funny? Like that. And uh, the, the driver they called... A uh, trucker. If they if you if they saw a cop on a motorcycle, he was called a evil Knie- evil Knievel. <laughs> and then if you want to hear, I hear you loud and clear. They say hello, come in. You know, yeah, it's 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 great. It really is. And uh, 
if the truck is slippy, if the truck is sl slipping and sliding, like if it's uh, if the roads are real slick, it's called wiping your feet. <laughs> oh, that's great, you know. Um, when I was growing up, I, uh, I never, I didn't own a CD, CB radio, but I saw one in somebody's house in my neighborhood, and I forgot who it was. And I saw it on the uh, table, and one of the kids uh, started uh, talking to somebody, and I actually saw how it was operated, and that was cool, you know, like that. Um, so I never used it. So um, they're still made to this day. But you don't see them in homes anymore. You know, now we got texting and uh, FaceTime and all that. So that's kind of fun. But some people use it. I don't know if truckers use it. Maybe. Maybe they do. I don't know. So we'll see. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll be right back in one moment. Thank you, everyone. Okay, everyone, I am back. Um uh, before I went into break, I talk, I discuss about the CB radios. Uh, I remember a couple more sh TV shows that featured that. One was Good Times. They did that. And Janet Jackson's character, Penny, was talking to a CB radio, and she was doing an impression of Mae West. <laughs> she was talking to somebody on the radio. Also on the TV series Alice, uh, starring Liv Linda Lavin, and I saw a couple of characters using the CB radio. I saw uh, Flo, <laughs> Kiss My Grits, do talking on a CB radio. You know, that's what it was back in the 70s. You know, it, it was a phenomenon back then, you know. Um, so it, uh, it's not as popular now, but it's still, it hasn't vanished. It's still around. Okay. Next up, I will talk about Thrillerama. Now, this was a very interesting film series. Uh, it was similar to Creature Features, uh, Screaming Yellow Theater, Freaky Friday, all those uh, uh, TV shows that, uh, that showcase horror movies, science fiction movies, also Shock Theater. Okay, so I'll give you a little history of Thrillerama right now. So uh, this was the second series of that showcased horror and science fiction movies. The first one was Shock Theater. I discussed that on a previous episode that starred uh, Marvin, and uh, so that that ran from two that ran for only two years, from nineteen fifty seven to fifty nine, and then there was none in between. But on uh, April twenty eighth, nineteen sixty one, the first mo the uh, thriller Rama premiered. And uh, the first movie was shown called The Beginning of the End. And that starred Peter Graves, famous for uh, Jim Phelps from Mission Impossible. And I, I watched this movie and, uh, they've, and it, it, it took place in Chicago. And it was, uh, the plot was it, was it was these giant ants and invaded Chicago. <laughs> I think I remember one that was climbing the Wrigley building. I think it's true. So that premiered on on Saturday evening at 10 p and 10 10 15 p.m. right after the newscast and uh but I found something interesting actually it was not the first horror movie they they showed a uh horror movie on April 14th 196 on April 15th excuse me 1961 and uh it was called The Black Sheep and that starred uh Basil Rathbone, famous for uh, Sherlock Holmes, 
And that was the first horror movie that this series aired, but it wasn't called Thrillerama anymore. No, it did not. It wasn't called that. And uh, it seemed like it was uh, the ratings uh, hit the roof and it was very popular. And then uh, they aired a second movie the following weekend. And that was called uh, UFO Unidentified Flying Objects. And it was a science fiction movie. And uh, I guess uh, they decided to continue with this so and then you know the third movie was the one i mentioned before the beginning of the end you know and thrillerama uh was on its way and uh and there were other movies like that but um about let's see on sunday night on october 18 1959 uh they showed godzilla godzilla the 1956 movies the english version not the japanese made its premiere in the United States uh, on Channel 5 in Chicago. And uh, because later on it aired in Channel 32, uh, and I used to see that. And then Creature Features aired it much later in the 70s, early 70s, that is. But that was sort of the forerunner of Thrillerama. A lot of people remember Thrillerama very much. Uh, They didn't show... Uh, much of uh, they were not top notch movies, not from Universal like Dracula, Frankenstein, or uh, The Wolfman. Shock Theater did that, and but mostly in Thrillerama, they were like science fiction movies and featured a lot of creatures, you know, and some from outer space, some from elsewhere. <laughs> so, some of the movies they uh, premiered, uh, they showed Plan 9 from Outer Space that. Uh, the premiere in 1959. Uh, that was Bela Lugosi's last movie. He was only part of the movie. He wasn't in there much. Also, it was Prehistoric Women, Caltiki, Rod- Rodan, The Flying Monster. They did show that. Yeah, they did. The Giant Behemoth. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the Monster That Challenged the World. Uh, Son of Frankenstein, they did show, uh, and House of Frankenstein, they did show uh, a couple of horror movies, which is great. They did that. But, um, and the other ones was The Curse of the Faceless Man, Invaders from Mars, and one infamous movie they showed was from 1958 called Queen of Outer Space, and that starred Jaja Gabor. She was not the queen. Yeah, she was, uh, I think they went to Venus or Mars. No, they went to Venus. Excuse me. (laughs) They went to, uh, some astronauts uh, landed in Venus and it was uh, run by women. And there was a queen. uh, She was uh, very, uh, how would I say this? Uh, Power hungry. She wanted to rule the world. Um, I think, I've only seen the movie twice, but I don't remember it because I saw it when I was little. I think she wanted to... uh, you know, invade Earth or destroy it, but uh, that put a stop to that. And then, um, but Jaja Gabor, you know, she she was a very famous celebrity. You know, she wasn't a great actress. Her sister Ava was, you know, Ava Gabor in Green Acres. So I remember this movie very well. I saw, I did not see it on Thrillerama because I was too young, and, but I saw it on Channel 32. They had science fiction theater on Saturday afternoons, and we were watching that. So that's the most well-known movie. 
of the series of Thrillorama, and that aired on August 10th, 1963. So, um, Thrillorama didn't air very every week. I did for in the beginning, like in the early 60s, and then about 64, 65, um, they had a double feature. So they had a they, uh, so they, the second feature was called Midnight Thrillorama, and they showed the second movie. So you had Thrillorama that aired at 10.15, and then at midnight you had uh, Midnight Thrillorama. So you had double feature. Um, sometimes uh, Creature Features did that. They had a double bill. They had double movies. So did Screaming Yellow Theater, which also premiered on the same day as Creature Features. They had double uh, double features. And then it went down to one. And then uh, Thrillorama ended in 1966. And that was the end of that. So that's a fun thing. <laughs> I just love that, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't remember that. If you're much older than I am, in your 60s or 70s, they would remember this show very well. You know, it's Saturday nights. And if you didn't go out, or if you're too young to go out, you would just... Uh, you know, make some popcorn, get some soda, soda pop, or order John's Pizza, like I used to do, watching uh, the old movies on Creature Features, and have a big bottle of RC Cola, and you're all set, and you're happy, and you would get scared, just like you would hide under your blanket, <laughs> or you put your eye, put your hands over your eyes. You know, you don't want to see the scary stuff. I used to do that when I was a kid. I still feel that way, unfortunately. Okay, so that'll be all for today's episode. I uh, discussed about uh, Thrillorama, the film series that aired on WNBQ slash WMAQ TV Channel 5 in Chicago. Also, CB radios from the 1970s, my memories of that. And of course, uh, my tribute to Paul, actor Paul Sorvino. So that was a fun show, and I had a good time. This is the first show of the new season, season six. I will have another episode this weekend, and uh, I will, once this uh, episode is published, it'll be available on any podcast where it's available: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Breaker. I also have a YouTube channel, of course, Spanish Economy Stories, the podcast. You can check on you check on YouTube, and this will be uh, posted on my social media accounts: Facebook and Twitter. And also post the uh, photo of the of the podcast on Instagram, so you can if you're on Instagram, you can check and you can listen into all the uh, um, things that I mentioned where you can listen to podcasts. Okay, so this is your host Pete Costanas. Uh, thank you for joining me again. I had a wonderful time, and uh, bye bye now for me. And here's Ray Rayner saying bye bye for now with a little traveling music. So take it away, Ray. Song, everyone. Take care. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.